So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the AB Sports Podcast. Um, it just keeps getting better and better, guys. And I'm saying that very passionately and very honestly because um, it's such a pleasure to welcome this uh, player onto the podcast for the first time as well, guys. Uh, so I'm super excited to be chatting with her. Uh, she plays for Harlequins in the Alliance Premier 15s. And she's also recently just been called into the England senior side for the first time ever. Um, so super, super exciting news for herself and the rest of family, etc. Um and I think you guys know who I'm talking about, um, but um, the reveal is going to come any minute. Please welcome to the podcast for the first time, Emily Robinson. How are you? Yeah, good. Really good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Um, I had your sister Flo on the podcast uh, about a month ago. How did uh, you? Now, it seemed like it was longer than that, but uh, <laughs> she was... Um, a fantastic guest to have on and uh, you're just another great addition as well to come on so uh, thank you so much. Oh it's good, it's good to be on. Um, so obviously very exciting news for yourself getting called into that England side for the first time. Um, yeah. How did you feel? Yeah yeah pretty excited. Um, I was lucky to be involved in some of the camps in the autumns uh, and then I've been involved in sort of the camps to lead up to this campaign, which has been good. Um, so, yeah, really, really cool. Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, because as far as I know, you got that call back in September now um, to come and sort of train with the squad. Um, yeah. And I think you were 19 or 20 at the time, I believe. Yeah, so I'm still, I'm still 20, but I was just a younger 20. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy egg eh? to get a sort of an invite to come down and train with the England side I mean yeah, that cool. is just awesome really, really awesome thanks yeah there's quite a few young girls um sort of flowing a few of the others who are quite young so it's good to have a bit more of a mix in camp um now I saw the England team when it got put out like who's in the team and etc and it is I'm not I'm not joking when I say this it is honestly a very good squad um, because uh, not only yourself is sort of like a newbie into that squad this season, or recently, sorry, for the Six Nations Championship, but there's um there's a couple of others uh, as well. I mean, for example, Flo, Flo Young, uh, Long, sorry, for example, yeah. who plays for Worcester Warriors. She's also in the, uh, the squad. Um, there's also Maud Muir, who plays for London Wasps as well. Yeah. Um, Meryn Doidge as well, who plays alongside Flo at Exeter. Yeah, um, Beth and uh, Beth and Elliot Quinns as well. And who are the other two? Oh yeah, Beth Wilcock, who I've had on the podcast before, brilliant player. Have you? Um, and Ellie Green, your teammate yeah. at Harlequins. Um, but some of these guys are sort of at that, as you said to me before, at that development level within camp. Uh, so, um, but super exciting to see all those guys on that on that team yeah, sheet. So. Definitely. Yeah, really cool. Um, how did you hear about the news? Like when you when you got that call from Simon or or if it was a text or email, what did you get from Simon? Um, so I was in camp at the time um, and I'm still working. So I sort of, I said to Luffers, who's Mark Luffman, the um, forwards coach, I said, could you give me a brief idea about whether I'd be in the training squad, the wider training squad? So because of COVID, there's a wider training squad of 38. 
which all of the development girls are in. Um, and then there's training squads each week of 30. And then they got, that gets narrowed down, sorry, again, to the match day squads. So I basically just said, um, I need to let work know, could you, can you give me any sort of idea as to whether I'd be in the wider training squad? So I got told on camp um, by Luffers, which was cool. And I was like, oh, brilliant, like, that's really cool. And then uh, I don't know how Flo got told. Um, she, I, don't, I, I haven't asked her, to be honest, but that's how I got told anyway. Well, I'm, I'm sure at, at one stage during the Six Nations campaign that you'll, you'll be chatting about that for hours. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just overall, from my perspective, you know, big congratulations to yourself and Flo for getting to that stage because... I mean, your sister Flo has been playing brilliantly for, for Exeter uh, ever since they came into the Allianz Premier 15s for the first time. Um, yeah. They had like a six or seven winning game streak at yeah. one stage in the in I mean, the they beat season. up, so they must be very good. <laughs> but, um, I mean, that game that you guys played against each other then, I mean, that was only, I believe it was only 7-6 afterwards. Yeah, that was an interesting game. <laughs> it was yeah I mean it was it was real sloggy like I remember the pitch the pitch at Sandy Parks I think they train on it a lot and they play on it a lot and yeah like we had a massive break over Christmas and obviously Flo on the family group chat before was like oh blah, blah, like <laughs> having a bit of to and fro and then yeah the game yeah yeah, an interesting game. I'll say that. Because <laughs> I saw the pitch, because I was watching that live stream and I saw the pitch and I'm like, God help yeah. you guys. <laughs> like, so, After so. the warm up, I was like, God, I think my calves are actually quite tight. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, honestly, it looked like um, a swamp at one stage. No joke. Yeah, it was pretty. I think the men had done their uh, captain's run on it mm. in the morning. And then obviously we'd warmed up on it and played on it. Oh, God. That just sort of takes a hammering, I think. But that's no excuse for losing. So. <laughs> but, I mean, not, I'm not just saying this with Flo as well, but with you guys at Quinns. I mean, you've, you've both been playing some brilliant rugby um, over the course of the season. Um, now, I watched that game. Where, we were talking about the, the Saracens and the Quinns game that you were involved with last weekend. Yeah. Um, I only watched the first half because I had a podcast from the start of the second half. Okay. So, um, but that first half was very, very physical, I must yeah. say. Yeah. Um, but that's what you expect from a derby game like that. 100%, yeah. I'm like, that's Sari's strength through and through. And I think we expected it. And I've, I've never actually played Sari's before. I've either been on the bench or not picked. So it was like a real new experience and it definitely lived up to what everyone said it would. I think there's a lot of hype around it. And then you're, yeah, I, know the, well, I, I know the girls from camp, so you sort of get the way they play, who they are. And then when you play them, you're like, oh, okay, this is why. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it was really good to play in. Yeah. Um, I saw the, um, the interesting battle between Leanne Riley and Poppy Cleo at one stage in that first half. But uh, um, I don't need to say any more because uh, they know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, it was, yeah. um, honestly, it was um, a very, very physical half. 
uh, because the amount of hits that were put in throughout that you know 35 minute period um was just top level you know yeah um so but i guess uh that was the sort of message coming across from gerard and the rest of the uh coaching staff um being physical right from the kickoff basically yeah exactly that i think um all the other girls have a lot of experience with playing saris and obviously we've played them in I think it's three finals, two or three. Um, and yeah, they're a similar team and they have the same philosophy and we always know what they're going to bring. So we definitely expected what was going to happen and made our game plan to suit. But yeah, it was a good game. I think hopefully it was like, entertaining to watch. It was obviously disappointing that it was a draw, but um, a good game to sort of, so this is where the women's level is at or, you know, hopefully other teams, I think within the premiership are getting to that level. Exeter are doing really well, like you said. Um, Wasps, Loughborough, Gloucester are getting there. It, you know, Sale are putting in some good performances and stuff like that. So I think it's a good showcase. Obviously, it would have been more entertaining if we won. Mm. But <laughs> the, that's where it needs if you, if you know what I'm saying, sort of, that's where the standard could be, yeah. Um, now, I, I watched highlights of that second half um, after I did the podcast uh, with a Bristol Bears player um, that day. But, um, yeah. uh, and it got to a stage, I think it was 69 minutes on the clock or 68 minutes on the clock, and you guys were ahead by three points. And I was like, God, you guys are actually going to do this. Like, you're going to win the game. And then yeah. all of a sudden, Saracens get a penalty right in front of the sticks. I mean, yeah. that must really, really annoy you guys. Like, yeah. conceding a penalty right in front of the post. Yeah. I mean, that would just be, yeah. It's funny because if you win or you lose, you know how to act. You're, you know, you're happy, you're sad. When you draw, it's like, like, what, mm. really? Like, all of that. and But I think... Sari's like obviously celebrated afterwards. They were pleased to get the draw. Um, but yeah, like you said, it was just a bit like, oh, like wanted, obviously wanted to win, but just knowing, knowing how to react almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Gerard's doing brilliant work with you guys um, this season. Um, ever, yeah. ever since I think he came in correct me if I'm wrong in saying this, but I think he came in at the start of this season. Yeah, so he, he sort of came in, I think it was August, because we had a little bit of time together before the season properly started, um, but not the whole of the pre-season. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think it was around August. I really, I get on my job really well. Yeah. Good I, I can see, because like, um, he does all these like post-match interviews or pre-match interviews, and like, I'm not just saying this again, but he's always got a smile on his face. He yeah. looks like so cheery. Yeah. And he never looks down or sad or angry no. or whatever, you know? Yeah. I think um, he's a real, I think he's a real nice guy. Like, I think, I think rugby people generally are nice people, but I think he's got a sort of rugby at the core and that's culturally, yeah, I think he is a nice guy. Yeah, I think that probably does come across. Um. So 
you guys, like from Quinn's point of view, you guys have got now, I think, a two-week break or something until your next game. Um, and when you come back, you guys will be playing against Worcester Warriors at home that day. Um, so I guess the good thing for you guys is that you'll have that home advantage under your belts that day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously you're in England camp right now with the girls, uh, with the Six Nations coming up, uh, which is this weekend, actually. Um, and you've got uh, obviously the opening match against Scotland. Um, and I think, because I mentioned this on other podcasts before with Welsh players, that they're sort of in that same group as uh, Ireland and France. But you guys, you'll be in that same group with, of course, um, Italy and Scotland. Um, Scotland as well. So, yeah. um, and you'll be kicking off that campaign against Scotland at home uh, at Twickenham. Um, I think it's Doncaster. Oh, it's Doncaster, right. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, what has been that sort of message from Simon and the rest of the coaches, obviously leading up to this this. I guess, crucial game because you've got to start off well in the Six Nations, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it's sort of, I think it's different for me because I haven't been involved with the Six Nations before. So obviously in other Six Nations, you've got, you've got a load more games and you can, I don't know how it works in sort of judging the competition, but um, we've obviously only got two games and then I think we've organised a friendly and then there's the final. So it's, you've got to get those two games right. Um, whereas ordinarily you'd have five games or whereas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it was, I think it's, it, it feels a lot smoother now, but I think when it was released at the World Cup, it's postponed. That, um, I think that changed their plans in terms of the games in the Six Nations. So, um having them in sort of lead up to the World Cup campaign rather than, it's still its own competition, but I think they were viewing it slightly differently to they are now, whereas obviously the World Cup's next year, this is the competition and then there's the premiership final, semi-final, and then that's the season done. So I mm. think I think you're right, like there's definitely a statement to be made and there's only two games and there's no doubt like we want to win the title so um yeah but, but I I guess it's just different for me because I haven't experienced it before um so I don't really have anything to compare it to but it does I guess it it must be different that we are only playing two games instead of however many yeah because it's a bit weird isn't it how the girls in camp they used to play you know four or five games in the championship and then it gets reduced to two now because of yeah. COVID and different restrictions, et cetera. Um, but as far as I know, and I, I'm pretty sure I, I spoke about this on other podcasts before, whoever obviously finishes top of each group then goes into the final or the, you know, or something like that. And then the Six Nations champions get crowned from that. So, yeah. um, and then obviously there's like a playoff, I think it's set third and fourth sort of playoff bit as well. Is that, as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, it's all on the uh, Six Nations like uh, schedule uh, on their website, website, etc. So I've got to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it's something like that. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, it's so so crucial for not only for international teams, but for club teams as well, starting the season or any tournament that they're involved with on a high. And you've got yeah. to make sure you carry on that consistency uh, exactly. throughout. So Yeah, I think, I think looking at Exeter, they've done so well in recent, well, since Christmas, they've really got their act together. But they struggled at the start of the season, so now they're... They're really trying, they're trying to push to get that semi-final place, but I don't, I don't know how what the point different is now between them and I think it's Loughborough. Um, mm. I don't know if they can achieve a semi-final spot, but just them at the start of the season struggling, that's made a massive effect because they've extra beaten us, Saris, Wasps, Loughborough, the top teams all on the bounce, but because they didn't do well earlier, that's really sort of hindered there where they can get to there's not been a, a battleground so to speak in the household between you and Flo has there <laughs> no no not really like no. I have to say we do get on really well so not really no. I, I've seen this um this brilliant photo of you and her standing next to each other I'm not sure where it was exactly but obviously you're in your Quinn's kit she's in her extra cheese oh, kit yeah um, I think it's and, um, sorry, Sports Park after yeah. the first game. Yeah, that's it. And it just—it just looks like the most brilliant, you know, sibling photo I could ever see in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the great thing about sport, isn't it? You know, playing on the same pitch as uh, your sister or your brother or whoever it might be, um, and then you go out there and you battle for seventy minutes, and then you you're still good mates by the end of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think rugby is probably one of the only sports you can actually do that in <laughs> and, and actually mean it and not secretly hate them afterwards. Um, but um, yeah, let, let, let's, this is all about you for this podcast, right? Don't worry about me. I'm just ask, asking the, uh, the quick fire questions or the general questions. Um, yeah. But um, I'm sure a lot of the Quinns girls are going to be watching this or the, or your new teammates with England, etc. Um, I'm no doubt one of them, or or maybe even a dozen of them, will be watching this after it's uh, uploaded. But um, how how did you get into rugby? Where did it all start for you? Um, I think the very the very first time I sort of went to the club for myself to try and not to just go was probably um, my brother used to play for Brighton. And my dad coached their minis team. Uh, so I can't remember, I can't remember how old how old they were. I think it was the youngest age group possible. Um, and I think I was five. I think I was five. So I just joined in with them, so a year older. And then I think once my age group had got a team together or however it worked, because I think we might have been one year too young or something. I don't really, I can't really remember, but I was joining with them for a year and then I did. I played at Brighton for maybe like two years in that age group, and then we moved to Hove. Mm. And I'd probably count Hove as like my my childhood club. Um, and I was at Hove to under twelves because then you have to you can't play with the boys anymore. Um, and I chose to pursue athletics, not to pursue rugby. And then I came back to rugby in the second year of under 18 so I had two years at Pulborough where he won the national championships 
stuff like that like brilliant team I loved it at Pulgra um I still go there now all the time to catch up with people and stuff um but yeah like it, it all started at Brighton and that was because Will played my brother um and my dad did the coaching and I probably was just a little terror that wanted to run around and join in so <laughs> Yeah. That's that's what happens with like any youngster that age, just running around and just you know, know. being involved. If you watch the mini sessions; they're just savage, like <laughs> they're just running around like they, yeah. But it's, it's good, yeah. Um, to anyone out there that wants to know a little bit more about Emily, there is a fantastic. Uh, we mentioned it before, Emily, before we started recording. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. about um sort of your journey I guess coming up from an early age and where you are now etc and uh, it's a brilliant documentary guys it really is it's a short thing it's a short clip I think it's only like 10 minutes or so but it's a brilliant uh, inspirational story guys so make sure you go and check it out on the England Rugby uh, YouTube channel and um, it's brilliant it honestly is really really cool so um, it's definitely worth every time she sees it Uh, that's the question I was going to ask next. It, surely oh, it? your parents will be watching that thing. Oh my god, I'm going to cry here. <laughs> yeah, it, like after the the Saris, um the Saris game on the weekend, I came home mm. and I was rewatching the game, and it came up at halftime, and Mum was like, "Oh, I cry every time." And I was like, "Oh god." <laughs> I think it's the music. They put some real emotional music in it. Mm. It just yeah makes it a bit emotional for us. Yeah, and it, it was there was one part in it where you said that uh, oh, what was it again? Um, oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was it was you speaking about your dad because your dad was such a huge influence on you. Uh, you know, when you got into rugby like properly, you know, like seriously, you know, yeah. um, and your dad was sort of that one person that you could sort of rely on um, from time yeah. to time. Um, just as much as your mum, but um, your dad was definitely one of those people. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of rugby girls probably have that with their dad. Like, mm. it's not a sexist comment or anything, but I think just a lot of the time it's your dad takes you to the rugby club. Um, and, yeah, he just, he, he played, whereas my mum didn't play. Um, and he obviously has his coaching badges and stuff because he, he was coaching the minis. I can't, I can't remember how long he did that for, but for like 12 years or whatever. Um, but yeah, like he just, he has a real interest. He has, obviously he has an interest in us, but he has an interest in rugby. Um, so like even now before a camp or before a Quinns game, like if I'm shuttling between Quinns line out, England line out, or like the different shape calls or something, and he, I'll just get him to like cue me on it and, okay let's run through these movements oh what's this oh okay boom that's that and he he just always like you come in from training it's like oh, what do you like should I make you something like it's really protein tonight or whatever and it's like okay yeah let's do that or like I've just I just came in obviously a bit late um from the car from getting my um, MRI and mum's like oh I'll make you a cup of tea like what do you want blah, blah, blah. Mm. so like I'm very well looked after which is nice that's that's seriously cool. I mean, um, I remember that when I was an early age, you know, my my parents used to do that sort of thing, uh, but not anymore. Uh, but <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's overall speaking about it as a whole, I think parents are the most important people in your life, in anyone's life, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, 
get into a sport or any other sport really for that matter but um so important very very important uh going forward in anyone's career to be fair so um and i mean you're only 20 now so and you know <laughs> you've done so much up till now and then getting into that call into the england squad i mean the future is looking really really good for yourself and of course with flow yeah so, um so fingers crossed um Hopefully, we'll see you out there on the pitch in an England jersey and that same with Flo as well. Yeah. I mean, that would just be brilliant. That would, yeah. That would be really cool. I, I just imagine now your parents will be watching this thing. Oh, yes. Just, <laughs> just get to that stage, please. I just went, oh, my God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> more cries, more tears coming down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, just overall really well done for getting that, uh, to that stage. So. Um, now, talk to me about this, because I'm very keen to know this. Um, Quinns, why was Quinns the team to go for? Um, I actually grew up, I grew up when I was playing for Fulbright, I was in the Quinns Centre of Excellence, which is sort of the academy. Um, so I was in the academy for, I think it was two years, and then I got invited to the senior training. Um, and... And... Then I, yeah, I got invited to the senior training for the pre-season and then they said, right, well, you can play, you can play here next year. And I was like, oh, okay, brilliant. And then, so I played, they had the Dev League back then, so I played, um, I can't remember if it was like two, two games maybe in the Devs or something, not many. And then I got picked to start for the Prem team and I was like, well, okay. And in that, um that sort of run through on the Thursday in literally like the last 10 minutes of training, I did my ankle. Um, and then I was out for the rest of the season. Like I had two operations. Um, that was like a whole mess. And then I got back properly last year. Um, I think Richmond was my first game back. I think that was, that was at the stoop. So that was like one of the first games of the season um, yeah. with them last year and obviously this year. Um, but I think I'm obviously, I'm obviously still living at home and I, I work where, where I've grown up, like I'm quite local, but I always like went to the stoop to watch Quinn's play and stuff like that. So, and I think the setup at Quinn's and the girls are there is sort of second to none. It's, it would be quite a big decision to go elsewhere, I think, um, for me personally anyway, especially that I'm in a, a real learning phase. It's not like I've got 50 caps and, you know, I'm some senior player. I'm not, I've, I've got so much to learn and I think Quinn's is a good environment to do it. I, I agree because um, these big teams such as Saracens or, or Quinn's, uh, Wasps, um, Loughborough Lightning as well. But, you know, it, it, there's a lot of teams in that Premier 15's uh, table that are are good enough to compete in that in that table or that yeah. league sorry i should say um but teams like especially quins and saracens who are both top at the table right now um they've got a habit of producing you know young players coming through the ranks and then into the setup for the first time so um but i'm sure many other teams have got the same same sort of scheme if you like or the same setup etc so um, so that that must have been really good for you, sort of coming into into that setup and then realizing, right, this is this is the team I I really need to go with. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. I think 
I think Quinn sort of with the game changer playing Leinster last year at Twickenham, like they've they put a lot. I'm not saying other clubs don't put a lot, but I'm I think Quinn's comparatively put a lot. They put a lot forward to really promote the women's game and you know, even stuff like kit kit launches, like the women have been involved in all the kit launches, like simple stuff like that. Um I think Quinn's always sort of at the forefront, which is a real good club to be part of. And even like being in the same team, playing with, like I was saying earlier, Rachel Burford, Abby Ward, like Bit Cornborough, who I consider like proper rugby royalty, Shauna mm. Brown, Sarah Beckett, you know, all these people, Lange, Jess, Leanne, mm. even Ellie, Beth, the younger players, Lucy Packer, um, just to name a few, like there's, it, I I think everyone, you've got some real talent there, obviously, but it's a real professional environment. I think I've learned, I think I learned to take myself and sport seriously in athletics because that was quite individual. But I think in terms of being more professional and that sort of side of it, I think Quinn's is uh, really good at that. And I think I've definitely learned a lot especially this year in terms of what being professional actually looks like and what you have to do day in, day out to be, to do the right stuff. That's yeah. Pretty what I'd say. Um, is Gerard happy with where you guys are at at the moment? Obviously with the way things have been turning out this season, obviously because of COVID, um, uh, you know, things have been making it a lot harder for players nowadays to to go to train sessions or games or whatever. Um, I, I think no doubt one of the things in Gerard's head was to win the title this season. Yeah. Hands yeah. down. Um, yeah. And you guys are, I think, second now on the table. Uh, yeah. And that draw against Saracens last week means that I think you guys are on well, I'm looking at it now actually 63 points at the moment and then Saracens are on 69. So, um, okay. so, and I think there's only maybe two free games left now until the end of the season for you guys. Yeah. We've only got, we've only got one and then this, and then the semis in the final. Yeah. Um, some other teams have two games. Um, but like you said, we've only got Worcester in, I think that's two weeks time. That's the only mm. game left. Um, so I guess the, the message now when you get obviously get back from England camp or England duties is, is to win that last game. And, and um, here's hoping like with the way things maybe could change in the table with you guys and Saracens, it just depends how it goes uh, over the course yeah. of that period. Um, but it is a very strong team that Quinns have this season. You mentioned Vicky, you mentioned Laggy, you mentioned uh, Beth Wilcock, Ellie Green, uh, Leanne Riley as well. I mean, there's so many players across that field that play internationally. Yeah. So, um, and Gerard must be so pleased with that. So, I think so, yeah. I think it, it's probably quite a challenge at times. Like um, the team we put out against Saris was all all 15 were English. So, mm. and I think um, there's 11 of us in the wider training squad for the Six Nations. So that posed its own challenge through you know, you haven't got half of your starting team or most of your starting team, whatever, um, available for... So we've been on camps for um, Tuesday, Wednesday, but you have to sort of test and isolate on a Monday. Um, so that's sort of half the week gone in terms of, like, 
preparing for games um and it's been like that for a few months so I think that poses its own challenge but I I think Gerard only wants what's best for us and what's best for the team and if we're if we're improving if we're learning new skills if we're bettering ourselves whether that be at Quinns or England camp um that's better for us as individuals and then it's better for the team I think now in those back row positions uh, if we're talking mainly England right now, because obviously you're in camp with them at the minute, uh, you've got Marty Packer, you've got v- Vicky Fleetwoods in there. Um, who else is in that back row position? You've got uh, Harriet, Harriet Miller-Mills as well. Yep. You can also play second row. Alex Matthews. Yeah, I mean, there's so many um, yeah. in that list. Um, have you Beckett, been... Sarah Beckett. Sarah Beckett, yeah. I mean... So many, so many talented, you know, back row players, um, yeah. and including yourself as well. Um, but um, what sort of things have they been sort of teaching you since you've come into camp and um, been with them for a bit um, over the last, I think, week now or a few days or so? Yeah. So, um, I think, I think I've learned a bit more about. Well, I don't. I'm. I'm not very good at it yet. But just watching how people talk talk within the groups and like represent themselves and oh, okay, this is what we're doing. And okay, I'm not going to shout. I'm going to use this tone. I'm going to speak in this way, or I'm. I'm not going to say anything. So I don't. I don't think anything needs to be said. Just things like that. And I think, obviously, in terms of like rugby skills on pitch, um, they like all the girls have been really good about. Or okay here you know if you're if your props a little bit high and, and your knees are high you know you're only making it worse for her you need to make sure you sink and okay okay that's going to be at the knees they need to drop to the floor or I'll make the call this way or like this is your job this is what you've got to be doing um and I think just playing it's probably I you know they've they've been helpful with giving me tips in, in terms of verbally saying this is what you know this is what I look for or this is maybe what you could do but I think just playing with them and seeing like, oh, okay, she she made that decision there because she actually she was off her feet, or oh, that makes sense. Like mm. that was a real sort of. Uh, I think obviously when you're at that stage, which most of them are, which which is world class, and you know, I have to, I still have to think about a lot of stuff when I'm playing because you know, I'm still completely learning stuff. But you can just almost like the thought processes of how they how they complete their skills but just yeah I'd say physically the way they're doing stuff and oh she's obviously made that decision early because she's done this or little things like that I'd say I'm probably learning just as much through playing with them and watching them do it and then you do it and you're like oh okay this is why they do it like this makes sense or I'd say that's probably yeah, there's, I mean, I've learned so much. I probably can verbalise what I've learned because hmm. I think everything just gets a bit better every time when you're in camp and when you're playing with world-class players. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely have learned a lot. And yeah, that's been really good. Uh, that's awesome. That's really good to hear because, um, I mean, it's just been so much happening with uh, women's rugby this year. You know, the World Cup game postponed at the end of the year. Um, The Six Nations was, you know, cancelled back in January. It was meant to happen, I think, between then and like February, end of February or into March time. 
Um, but I guess the good thing is that when you play, when you guys play next month in April, um, you'll be having a little bit more warm weather. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, I mean, you guys would have probably hated playing the cold, like the snow, maybe. The snow um, last year when um, the girls played Scotland away. Yeah, I watched that game as well. like something else, yeah. <laughs> God. Because um, I was about an hour. I, li- I live about an hour away from that, from Murrayfield Stadium. I do, yeah, okay. Um, and you have snow I'm, at your house then? Yeah, yeah. And, Actually. like, honestly, I don't, I'm just thinking of it now, and I'm pretty glad I didn't do it, was to not go down there that day. Because <laughs> oh, of how God. snowy and how bad it was. I mean, that probably would have been like one of the last um, games before COVID, I guess, like yeah. before COVID really hit. Mm. Um, but yeah, if it was snowing, then. But m- mind you, it wasn't snowing until the end of the game, towards the end of the game. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, sort of after the second half, wasn't it? So to be fair, I should have gone down, but then again, I should have probably had uh, some cover, like protection gear, you know, yeah. to use. Um, but yeah, any player must hate that playing yeah. dreadful conditions like that. I think, I think as a forward, it's probably better because you're all like you're hitting rocks, you're moving all the time. Mm. Whereas if you're a back, like especially an outside back, and I know you're running off the ball a lot, but you'll still have sort of periods where you're you're not really doing. You might be standing still for like a minute or whatever, and that must be really. Oof, yeah, horrible. Well, um, I feel bad for any player who's got to experience that. And I've, I've experienced that myself as a player. Yeah. So um, I just wish it would never happen again, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> but um, sorry, let's carry on with the, with the questions. Uh, well, the next question I've got to ask you is away from rugby. So when you're not with Quinns, you're not with England, um, you do some carpentry work. Is that right? Yeah, so I'm a qualified carpenter. I've got my level two. Um, I'm doing my level three at the moment, Mm. Um, which is, it's been a bit difficult with COVID, to be honest. I started it last year. Um, So it sort of works at its day release. So one day a week, you're in college. So I did, I was doing that up until I think it was May. And then obviously with COVID, like no one could go into college. Um, So... (laughs) I mean, hopefully I complete that soon. I want to complete that soon. I've got most of my evidence done. Mm. But um, yeah, so I'm a site carpenter. So um, this the company I work for do uh, sort of like heritage work. So uh, I think we've got four or five like, um, uh, what is it? Um, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, like, it's on listed buildings basically so um grade one grade two listed uh so the sussex sussex heritage that's it sorry um Mm. they do awards every year so i think we've got like five or six of them um so it's all like really nice um nice work uh and my boss is um one of the chairman at paulborough so that's how i got the job um because i remember i didn't i didn't want to go to uni uh well it's not I didn't want to go, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So I almost thought, what's the point in spending 60 or grand on something that I'm not 
committed to and I don't know enough about. So I just thought, oh, I'll give an apprenticeship a go. Uh, I've got nothing to lose. Like, why not? Sort of suits my personality. So I did a bit of work experience. I thought, oh my God, I actually love this. Uh, and then I ended up doing that. So I've been doing that for like uh, three years or something, two, three years, something like that. Um, but yeah, I got the job at the club. I remember my 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 coach at the time, Keith, one of my coaches, he he was like, oh, like I heard you wanted to do a bit of work experience um, on site, blah, blah. Like you need to speak to Rich. And I was like, oh, okay. So him and my mum had a chat. Um, and he was like yeah no we can get Emily on some work experience so I did some work experience for like two months and I was like yeah I love this so I went to college came back um, and yeah I've been working there for almost two years um, but it's so helpful to have someone who's really interested in rugby but also um, like with the opportunity of going to camp things like that he's like absolutely just go like no worries um which is fantastic I don't think well I can imagine most bosses would be like well what we've only worked seven days in the last month or whatever it is or mm. how how can you how can you do this and not that or you're not letting me have enough notice but he fully well he fully understands because he's very much a rugby person but mm. I think he he wants he wants what's best for me but like I can't he's He's the only proper boss I've had. Um, but yeah, like amazing. I definitely wouldn't be able to be doing all of this without that. Uh, yeah. So yeah. That's that's really cool to know that uh, your boss is very easygoing. So you can speak yeah. to him about like anything uh, that is on your mind yeah. or, is, or is going to be happening very soon, you know. Um, yeah. And he's still supportive about that. I, I, I completely agree with you about... Uh, when he said about not a lot of bosses are like him yeah I, I mean I've, I, he's obviously the only one I've well I've had another boss but mm. I've properly got to know I can just imagine most people would which is understandable but in the same breath if they really want what's best for you then they do need to understand that you I mean it's it's it swings around about isn't it I don't, mm. it's obviously what what's appropriate for them but I am very lucky yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, a big shout out to him if he's watching this or listening yeah. to this. I'll tell um, him about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for doing doing the right thing. Like a lot of people, you know, they would have thought um, differently about that. But uh, yeah. your boss is a very good guy uh, overall. Yeah, so, really um, good. What's his name, actually? We're going to call him out here. Richard Nichols. Richard Nichols. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, that's really cool, really, really cool overall. So um, now we mentioned Jared or Gerard, sorry, I should say. Um, we talked a little bit about Abby Ward as well um, because Abby sort of Captain Quinn's uh, for a while now in the absence of Rachel because I've not actually seen Rachel play for a while now. So what's happened with her at the moment? Um, so she, she had a calf. Um, I think she's due to return in... Uh, I think the next, I don't know the exact date, um, I think fairly soon, um, mm. in time for the business end of the season, I think. Um, but yeah, she she, um, she did something to her calf, uh, unfortunately. Um, and Abby's, Abby's 
she's captained Quinns quite a few times before and obviously Captain England. Um, I don't think there's anyone better for the job. I I mean it doesn't feel it doesn't feel different when well it does feel different when you're playing because you've got someone in the pack that's the captain. Um but yeah, in terms of what we're trying to achieve as a group and things like that, it it still feels really good. So it must be quite comfortable for you then, I guess, playing, you know, alongside on the same pitch as Abby. Um you know, with Quinns now with England as well. You've both trained together um, over the course of the last week or so. But um, yeah, she must be a great player uh, to do you know, train with and play alongside. You know, just as um, same with uh, Rachel Burford as well. Yeah. Um, because Rachel's been in the game for a long time now. Um, yeah. Same with Abby, to be fair. Um, and they've both been captains for uh for Quinns and for England as well i believe rachel captained england a few times as well yeah she um, has yeah so um but overall must be great great teammates to be involved with uh, week in and week out now yeah definitely i'm feel yeah. very lucky to be part of the team i think um they've been they've been to every situation they've They've played in every sort of game. They've they've been there. They've got the t-shirt for everything, and mm. you definitely feel at ease with them because you've only got to look around who's in the change room, and you know absolutely everyone knows their role there. Yeah, they they know exactly what to do. They know exactly what to say. It's it's sort of a great environment for me to learn, but just to feel like okay, I can do my job now. Um, I'm really honing on what I'm doing rather than oh, actually, you know, oh, the nine's not very good at sweeping. Maybe I'm going to have to corner flag a lot or something. It's, you don't, you don't have to worry about those problems so much. Mm. Um, and what do you think the big, biggest differences are between, um, of course, Simon with England and uh, Gerard with uh, Quinns? Um, I'd say, I'd say in all honesty, I don't know it's um, Simon well enough um, mm. to make a proper comment on that. I think I know G quite well. Um, I guess they're, they're very sort of, I think they're quite different environments as well. I'd say it's probably quite hard to compare them and I wouldn't be able to give an honest comparison just because I don't know Mids well enough. But mm. um, I think... I guess when you get to international level, it's it's still development, but it's just a different stage, I guess, that you've got these world-class players who, without question, know exactly what they're doing. Whereas at club, you've still got quite a few girls that are, you know, coming coming from work and they might not know their role so much. And it's, I guess they're just sort of two different, they're probably very different Um I think, yeah, I, I don't really think I can compare them. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's not, it's my, okay. It's not a answer. No, no, it's fine. Because like I, I see, um, there's like short video clips of um, of Simon doing coaching like sessions with the England girls, um, and one of the one of the videos was actually quite cool. Actually, it was um, former England international Will Greenwood was down there uh, training with the girls. Um, this must have been 
about a few years ago now or two years ago or so um because sarah byrne had actually had actually invited him down to come okay. and watch but he took it one step further and br brought his boot boots down <laughs> and trimmed the girls instead um and uh it was a great session overall i mean sarah byrne was there you had kelly smith um you know same guys in the england squad right now uh amber reeds there's a lot of people um but um it was good fun but also at the same time you could hear what simon was was doing in the sessions as well um and yeah. he's a guy like just from what i could tell he's such an experienced guy and he knows what he's doing yeah. um just from watching those clips um yeah. so no it's quite, doubt yeah it's quite direct you're yeah it's not like oh i'm not sure what he means or he's beating around the bush he'll just tell you exactly what it is which is what you need because that just means more clarity and then you can just crack on with what you're doing yeah yeah for sure um now i want to talk about your your primary position right as an open side flanker because i've played there myself believe it or not uh nice. but um I guess open side flanker is one of those positions, which is, I think, in my honest opinion, is the hardest position on the pitch. Just from what I was brought up, because honestly, like, I remember my coach telling me from an early age that being an open side flanker, you have to be everywhere on the pitch, no matter what. Um, so your fitness levels have got to be like so high. Uh, and you've got to bring like full full energy into the game and you know finishing the game etc and that's what he told me to my face and i was like you know i've got work to do here <laughs> so, yeah. but um i guess the good thing about being open side flank is that you get to tackle a lot of people yeah i think i think i've only i've only really played seven for quins this year hmm. i'd say i think everyone has a different view of what a seven is and I don't think I'm, I mean, I'm obviously still think I'm nowhere near where I, where I could be, where I should be. But um, I don't think I'm necessarily an out and out of seven. I'm still, uh, yeah, I think, I think physically your seven's usually shorter. Um, they are a lot fitter. They're a lot yeah. scrappier. They, yeah, they, they're looking to carry a bit less. They're not, they're not really in the lineups much, stuff like that. Whereas I'm probably... Like I've worked quite hard on my lineup this year um, and my carrying, whereas that's not traditionally a sevens role. So I'd probably say, I mean, it's probably a real English answer. I'm probably like a six and a half. Um, but I think sevens are a good position to play in. Like you get to do a bit of everything. I think that row is nice because you're loose enough to carry sometimes in the wider channels and do their stuff at, but also like you said you're part of the pack you do make the tackles you're in you're in the tight channels as well so it's good okay I, I guess the, the one of the other difficult bits is obviously if you have a scrum uh right on the touchline for example um as an open start you've got to cover so much space you know i mean it's yeah. crazy um so i mean you've got to watch out like especially when they do uh number eight pickups or whether a nine just picks and goes or a nine passes to a 10, you've got to drift off, you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. I've, I've been there myself and I've done it a fair few times through school, but, um, cause that was the one thing that my coach told me to do, to watch out for those threats coming yeah. around the corner. 
um, yeah. or off the scrum because you don't know what's going to happen with that amount of space, you know? Yeah, um, it's definitely, yeah, yeah, difficult. No, no, carry on. I thought you were going to say something there, sorry. No, I was just going to say um, it is difficult. Like, I think I, I always played, um, when I was real small, I played hooker and prop. And then when I got to, that was until sort of on the 12s. And then on the 12s, I went to back row, but I always played number eight. So I never had to worry about that. And then obviously sort of last year playing um, seven properly, I I just didn't. I had never done that time whether you're six or seven, you've got these channels to look after and oh, okay, your nine's going to go and your eight's got your inside or how are you going to run that? Oh, okay, this is going to be a full line out. I'm going to shoot off, but who's got my inside and who's going to... So it's it's interesting, but I think... I think seven's... If you get if you get being a seven right, it's very specialist. Um, I guess a lot of the forwards roles can be, but... Um, I think that's what's brilliant about playing with Fleto and Marley. They are like they've, like I was saying, they've been there, they've done that, and they're they're proper sevens in my eyes. So that sort of, you know, I'm not going to get that. Any, I'm not going to get that anywhere else. Like at Quinns, I've been real lucky to play with. Um, obviously Beckett, um, a great, a brilliant number eight or six. Um, mm. Jade Concord, Annika Police, Christine Soma, um, you know, players like that, I think. But in my eyes, none of them are out-and-out sevens necessarily, whereas I think, you know, parts of Fleto and Marley's game are out-and-out sevens, and that's that's so invaluable. You know, you just don't get that anywhere else, like club or, or you know, some of the guys I was mentioning are international players who were playing at Quinns, but I've never had that for like that real detail of being a seven. So which, which position is more, I, well, I guess more comfortable for you, I guess, going forward. Do you like playing that seven jersey at the moment? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, I think in terms of like, oh, it's, I think everyone's, like I was saying, I think everyone's got an idea of this is what an eight is. This is what a six is. This is what a seven is. Yeah. And obviously the thing with rugby is, well, number one, if a coach doesn't like you, you're a bit screwed because it's based on opinion. But mm. if a coach has an idea of what partnerships he wants, okay, I want a, a real ball carrying six, but I want a really light seven. Or I think the seven needs to be fairly heavy and I want her to jump or I want a proper English six. Or, you know, uh, I think it's a bit difficult. I think I really like playing seven, I think. I don't know why, but in my head, there's something special about playing seven. Like, I think even though I'm probably not a seven yet, it's like the best jersey to get. I don't know why that is, but yeah. um, it seems like better than six. I don't really know why in my eyes. Maybe that's because I want to be a seven. But mm. um, yeah, I, I definitely, I like playing seven and it's, I, that's sort of the player that I'm, trying to grow into to be a seven yeah yeah uh I, speaking of seven uh i was gonna add on, uh, on this because it's actually quite a funny story uh i when my coach told me i was gonna move to seven 
for one game and one game only. I was like, thank God for that. Uh, but um, I remember that first game I was in a seven jersey. I got into like probably about three or four fights during that game. <laughs> so, oh, God. But, um, I think and, that comes with being a bat rower, probably. That seems uh, to be yeah. a go-to, yeah. <laughs> I completely agree with you on that because... Um, and the guys who I was up against were like, no joke, about five two or five three, and I was about no joke about six one or maybe or five nine yeah. or something. Uh, and these guys who were playing like scrum half or something just tried to <laughs> try to come up because you, you know you've seen it before and you've probably you know it's a scrum it half. It's always a scrum half. Like <laughs> my obviously flows a scrum half, and my brother yeah. Will is a scrum half. Mm. Um, Oh, they're just the worst. They're so ratty. Like <laughs> they seem to always start it. I remember when I when I played the Flow under 18s. Yeah. We seemed to get into a fight every game because Flow would be, oh well, I'm trying to annoy someone all game and then <laughs> something happens and they're like, oh no, I'm a bit small. I'm gonna go get the back rows <laughs> over here. Like, whoa, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um. But like it was so funny because he just like this guy who I was playing against just started it just for nothing. Like he just really literally like, ran, ran up to me. For it. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> he, like no joke, he ran up to me and he was like, Do you want some? I was like, No. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> um and like I was just like, just calm it down. Cause you need to you need to do that at that stage. If you if you are like on a winning side, um through like most of the games you just gotta try and keep your your, your tempers low you know you gotta try try and maintain your discipline that sort of thing I mean I'm sure it's spoken about plenty of times with a lot of teams and a lot of players etc but um yeah uh pretty fascinating story all those years ago I think it was about like no joke about 13 years ago or 14 yeah. years ago I, yeah I'm really surprised that I can actually remember that but uh <laughs> but um I guess that's that it is what it is I guess yeah um, I think I guess that's a lot of back rowers are like that I think I guess I don't I personally don't think there's anything wrong with I think that's part of the game I think sometimes it goes too far but you know when when we used to play at Pulbert I, I could see that Flo would wind someone up to the point that they're completely out of the game all they're thinking about is I'm going to late hit the nine or I'm going to try and do something off the ball to annoy her because she's got at me and they're completely out of the game. So it's a great tactic. Um, I think stuff like that's all... I think most of the time it's all a bit of fun. Like, I don't really mind. But I think, yeah, obviously sometimes it goes too far and that can really go against you. Mm. But, yeah. But you, you and Flo have never had tempers between yourselves. Like, never, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's never been a moment say. where Flo has just been like, oh, why did Emily do that? Or you know, why did Flo oh, do God. that sort of thing? That's never um, happened before, though, I'm sure. Well, we've always played on the same team. So, I mean, <laughs> there's a funny picture of um, at the Exeter game. Uh, I'm getting, uh, obviously got a red card. I'm getting the red card from the ref. And mm. you can see Flo's face in the background. And she's like, <laughs> like laughing away. I'm like, what the hell? Obviously, afterwards, oh. she was really upset for me. And she was like, oh, my God, are you all right? Like, mm. I didn't think that was a very good call and blah, blah, blah. But um, that's, a, that's a funny picture. I think I'm going to have to frame that one. <laughs> yeah, because I, I actually saw that. Because, like, the camera, you know, when it does the live streams, et cetera, it moves from 
uh, what, like if it's a ruck or a scrum, it moves from there and then it sort of goes uh, off the play a bit. So you don't yeah. know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, I could see you and the referee having a discussion. I'm like, well, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, think I, I think I felt the same. <laughs> what What was it for? Like, because I actually tackle. didn't know what it was for. Yeah. So um, it was a high tackle on, I think it was their 18, their, one of their substitute props. Right. Um, yeah, so I got a four. I got a four game ban for that. Um, so yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we see it a lot in the men's game as well. Those sort of things that that happen, and you know, yeah. suspensions for for being as long as like a month, maybe longer than that. I don't know. But it's such a it's such a hot topic. I think <laughs> I think refs go through trends of looking for things. So. Obviously, in the last few rounds of the Premiership, it's been any sort of head contact, neck contact, whether that be a tackle, whether that be a clear out and a breakdown or, you know, whatever it is. Or, you know, they're even looking now when you bump or whether you come into contact when you're carrying what you're doing with your arm. Like, mm. I think they go through trends of stuff. So a couple of weeks ago, they gave five red cards in one Premiership round. And obviously, there's only 10 teams. So... I think it's 10 teams, 10 or 12. Um, mm. So I think that just sort of paints the picture that that's really what they're looking at, um, which is, you know, it, it's one of those things I think uh, the refs are always going to do that and um, it's not right, it's not wrong, but as long as you know that's what they're looking for, then you can sort of appropriately do what you need to do. Uh, I guess the good thing about it is, is that obviously when, you know, when players do that sort of thing, they then make up for it seconds later. You know, they make sure that the players are okay and, yeah. and all okay, et cetera, um, and that they're not, like, seriously, seriously hurt. Because, I mean, I see it a lot, both in the women's and the men's games, that sort of thing. You know, players going over to, you know, injured players or play, players who are still on their feet, still able to continue, et cetera, saying yeah. that, you know, that sorry message, et cetera. And that's, that's what I really love about the sport. I really do. Yeah. That sort of sportsmanship coming across from, a player who's done that to another player and then apologizing for afterwards. I mean, it's, that's very good to see. So. Yeah. I think it's all, I think it's all part of the game, but I think, mm. like I was saying earlier, I think rugby people are generally good people and I don't think anyone goes out there willing to try and, you know, oh, I, I want to knock someone out today or I want to make, I want to make someone concuss. Like, you know, I don't, I think, the thought of that's pretty awful. Like I would feel awful if I'd yeah, really injured someone or I don't know. I, I guess most people are like that. It's, you know, we're all rugby players, but as a person, that's, you know, that's where you draw the line and that's where you're sorry for what you've done. Or like you said, I think like, rugby's brilliant for that. So, right. yeah. Um. So what is the next let's say five years hold for yourself. I mean, what, what would you like to achieve as a player during that period? God. Uh, I'd like to get, getting that first start for England. I mean, that must be one of your main, your yeah. main goals, especially when you're in camp with the girls at the moment. Uh, obviously you're, yeah. you know, you're at home at the moment uh, with your sister, etc. cetera, but um, obviously getting that, that first game, that first start for England, that will be, I guess one of your main goals going forward. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to get. I'd love to get capped. I think. Hmm. I 
think I probably haven't looked at it like that because I think I think for, like for myself I need little things to be working on all the time so like um that might be catch and pass that might be my tackle height or that might be my clear out or you know whatever it is um it's like those little goals and I probably wouldn't say I guess it's a bit weird to stand back and be like I'd love to you know I'd love to win the premiership I'd love to do whatever because each game it's what do I need to do to be better what do I need what do the team what does the team need and it's sort of week on week so I'd love to win the premiership with Quinns hmm. um, and I would yeah I would love to get capped for England and and of course I mean just getting getting regular starts with Quinns as well um, and working towards that every week um, so um but I mean, it's it's looking very good for yourself and with Flo as well going forward in both your careers. So, um, and uh, I mean, was there any stage like before you went to Quinns and when she went to Exeter, was there like any conversations that you two had where you were like, right, we need to go to the same team together? No question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I, I really enjoyed playing with Flo at under 18s. I think... Yeah. Um, yeah obviously rugby aside like we get on so well it's I would love to live with her or live live nearer her she's obviously home at the moment but that's because um, of Easter at uni so she's had to move out for the month um, but she yeah she, she's gone to Exeter for biology so um, she sort of knew that was her path and she wanted to go to a good university um, and play for play for the Chiefs, which was brilliant timing for her. Obviously, Bristol um, are fairly near, but um, great to have that set up for her. But yeah, I'd love to play with Flo, and I'm sure that will happen. I'm sure that will happen at some point. <laughs> um, well, you never know what could happen uh, in the next five or ten years, maybe even yeah. longer than that. You know. Yeah, you never know. Um, but it's so important, I guess, for any you know sisters or brothers or whatever being together or live closely together or yeah to be in close contact with one another you know so um but um the last thing i was going to ask you before we get into some quick fire questions to finish off with because it's always so fun to do um i can see just very briefly your new kit with england can you just show us very quickly if you can uh yeah that's just all the t-shirts. That's really smart. Yeah. That is well smart. It's a, it's a one then. Umbro with the new stuff. Nice, nice. Um, so we've got some quick fire questions here to finish off with. Okay. Now don't worry, these aren't too difficult or, or too stressful to answer. So I'm I'm pretty sure you'll you'll do fine with these. Um okay. I'm pretty sure I did some with Flo uh last month or so. Um, okay. Okay. And um Compare our answers. Yeah, <laughs> I've got Flo's answers like somewhere, somewhere in this room. But uh, anyway, um, are you ready for these okay. quick fire questions? Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's, so this is mainly with Quinns. So we're okay. just speaking Quinns at the moment. Who's the funniest teammate? Uh, probably Amy Cocaine. I think she's quite funny. Second most funniest? Uh, I think Sean is quite funny. Sean Brown, yeah. Yeah. 
Not bad, not I bad. I think most of the girls are quite funny. I'm not biased. <laughs> Just all of them are quite funny, generally. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, if there's one player you would love to have at Harlequins, who would it be? Was he out? Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, Who's that one player that you would love to play on the same pitch together in a Quinns jersey? <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, Some, someone in the... Let, let's go with... Um, the player who's playing the Premier 15s at the moment, but with a different club. Plo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're looking for? Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, hands down, has to be your sister, hey? Yeah. Um, now, what's your favourite type of food? God, I eat everything, so... Um... <laughs> uh, I'd probably say, like, a good treat is an Indian or something. I'm actually, I'm actually having that in two weeks' time. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, can't go wrong with a good old uh, curry. So, um, no, good. Uh, what, what's the one thing that you love? You love to have. This is not the next question, but what was the one thing that you love to have just before a game? Um, in terms of physically having. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be like a, a proper like meal, like a snack or something like that. Oh, just okay. Have... Um, I'll always drink a bottle of water with like an electrolyte tablet in, and yeah. I will always have a gel before a game. So do the warm up, come in, uh, get my GPS on, get my scrum hat out, have a gel, drink some more water, and then that's what I do every time. Um. What is your favourite other sport apart from rugby? Uh, I actually really like watching the AFLW, so the Aussie rules. Um, I follow that fairly closely. Hmm. Um, so that's probably something, oh, to be honest, I watch loads of sport, uh, but that's probably something I keep up to date with. Nice, nice. Um, what is the best motivational quote you've heard? Oh, I quite like stuff like this. It's a bit cheesy. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a classic. It's um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Um, doing your best is better than being the best. Um, stuff like that. They're generally about working hard. Um, yeah, I'd probably say, yeah. The, the talent one. Nice. I think I've heard that before. Where, where was that quote from before? I think I hear it all the time. I first heard it. I first heard it at Athletics. Um, but yeah, and I hear it all the time. Hmm. It's quite a good one. Um, what is your favourite song to listen to before a game? Uh, God. Um... I, I've got a real mixed music taste. I've got a I've got a playlist. Um, let me have a quick look. Yeah. Oh, my phone's dead, isn't it? Um, probably Hammer to Fall by Queen. That's a good one. Um, I like uh, Camel Fat. I like I like country music. I like rock music. I like you know a whole load of different stuff. So I'd probably say. 
Hammer to Fall or um, The Show Must Go On by Queen. They're real like anthems. I think they're good. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, who, who, in your honest opinion, right, has the best or worst taste in music? Oh, God. In the changing um, Well, it's, it's, you've, you've got the same people every time on the orc. So, like, Shauna usually brings her speaker. It's Shauna, Leanne, or Scotty who are generally sort of in charge of the music at Quinn's, Emily Scott. Um, and oh, do you know what? I don't really mind. I think as long as it's loud and it's generally like quite feel good, I'm sort of happy with whatever. They're all, I think we have a, we have our own sort of Quinn's playlist that people can add songs to, which is quite good. So like whatever's being played, someone obviously likes it. So but I'll sort of listen to my own music and then when you're in the changing room, that's on, which is quite cool. But we, mm. we, they sort of tend to play, it's obviously the same songs because it's the same playlist. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like a whole mix. Everyone sort of added their own thing to it. Uh, speaking of music, I uh, watched a inside clip of the England woman doing a gym session one day. And this okay. was during, this was during COVID, et cetera. And, um, Sarah Hunter had the phone in her hand. So obviously she was choosing whatever song was going to come on next. And oh, I can't right. remember the song name, but it came on, the music started playing. And I think most people who were in that gym found it so cringy. <laughs> so, um, I oh, can't no, remember I what song it was. Um, oh, that's funny. I, I don't know when the, that video was published, but... Um, I guess I guess it's a lot of pressure when you've got the... When you've got control of the music, it's probably quite a lot of pressure, really. Or it yeah. could be it could be bad news to whoever's in that in that room. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but Sarah Hunter definitely chose that, so I'm sure you'll you'll oh. have a have a word with her about it or chat to her about it. Uh, I'm sure it will happen one day. But um, I think it's on the England Rugby like Facebook page Is or something. It? Okay. Um, it might be one of those um, the clips that O2 put out, maybe something like that. They do quite a lot of those, don't they? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it'll probably be from yeah. that. So um, I need to check that straight after this. So <laughs> see, see what, see what the called. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Is it Celine it? Dion? Um, Is it Celine Dion? I don't know why that's. I'm thinking about that. Oh, it might be. It might be. Yeah. It's something along those lines, isn't it? I think I've seen the clip. It's quite a slow song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't um, know what song it is, but. I'll, I'll confirm it with you later when I've when I've seen the um, the clip, etc. And I definitely know who it is. Um, so I'll message you after that. Uh, now, what was the next one? Um, oh yeah, favorite TV show or movie? Oh god. Um, when I was younger, I really liked watching Stand by Me. That's quite oh. an old film. Uh, Stand by Me. Uh, what do I like watching on TV? It's really rubbish, but Gilmore Girls, I've watched that. I saw, I'm a bit ashamed to say that really, but I've seen that. <laughs> I really like that. Um, what else? I quite like uh, like police dramas, so like The Bodyguard, Killing Eve, Dr. Foster, all of those sort of BBC dramas, they're really good. I watched Bodyguard, it was brilliant. Yeah, but I don't, I don't really watch TV too much, unless there's something really good on like that, that I'm mm. looking for. I also quite like Gogglebox, actually. That is something that I do watch once a week. That sounds a bit sad, but I watch, yeah. <laughs> I watch, I think it's Fridays. Yeah. Because Friday's like before a game, Friday evening, chill out. 
watch Gogglebox. Box. Mm. It's uh, it's a bit of a weird show, really, because you're only you're just watching people watch TV, but it's really good for whatever reason. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just that good. You have to stick with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like it. I don't know why, but I'm a yeah. bit odd. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could be any animal, who would it be? God, uh, I'll probably be a dog. I, th- I love dogs. I think um, they're really well looked after generally. They've got quite a nice life. <laughs> I'll probably be a dog. Yeah. 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 Nice. Good choice there. Very good choice. Yeah, um, thanks. Which superpower would you like to have? Oh, God. Uh, super strength. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but that'd be fun. <laughs> I mean, that's the first, first answer. Uh, that I've heard on the podcast in terms of that question. Oh, has it? What do yeah. most people say? Um, they either want to like fly or become invincible or oh, that'd be cool. yeah. something like that. Um, what he says a bit, I don't know. Because then you can, you can fly from one spot to the next without yeah. hesitation, without no drama getting into a car or a train or a bus or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Super yeah, strength, too, that's not bad. I don't know why I've chosen that, but I can stick with it. <laughs> um, and the last one is, in your opinion, what is the best thing about being a rugby player? Um, I think the best thing about being a rugby player is, I think it's shaped who I am. And mm. I, think, I think it's shaped who I am and allowed me to be who I am at the same time. I think rugby's just different in terms of like the support network you have um I think I said it on that um that little snippet that they did of me but like there's so many people that have pushed me to be where I am and I think rugby is just a different level to other sports like like my boss allowing me to go to camps and stuff like that like I don't think you'd get that in other sports or someone trying to smash your face in and then after the game they're buy you a beer or they'll have a chat to you like I probably say yeah like all the core values of like learning to work hard all of that sort of thing but um the support network that you get through rugby nice nice awesome um Emily it's been a pleasure to have yeah, you on yeah I've really enjoyed it um it's been great to chat with yourself tonight. And obviously you, when I had your sister on last month, it was, uh, you know, great as well. Um, was but, I, was um, I better or? Same, there was same. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, uh, good answer, good answer. You, you, both of you guys were brilliant. Let, let's put it that way. Um, and um, I think we need, to ha- we need to sort this out for future videos, both of you on at the same time. Oh no. I think that would be really, really cool. <laughs> oh god yeah that would be it could be funny it could be funny yeah um but i mean as far as tonight goes i really appreciate you coming on because i know things for yourself have been uh obviously very busy over the course of the last few months or so um but um i appreciate you coming on and speaking speaking to us about your your rugby journey so far and uh, good. i've enjoyed being on yeah yeah um but uh you know very best of luck uh with the six nations etc um and with Quinns for the rest of the season. Um, I would love to come down and, and watch you and the girls um, in that Quinns jersey um, taken to the field. I would just I would just love to do that. Just come down yeah. and just go I to know. like one game 
uh, with every club and just. I, I feel like a lot of people are just. I mean, it's brilliant we've got the live streams, but mm. it's just like, oh, it's not the same. It's just not the same to go into a game. Like, I miss going to rugby games and I'm yeah. still playing. I Like yourself at home, like my parents before every game, they're like, oh, how'd it go? Like, they really. It's just different to being there, isn't it? So, hopefully, maybe come the final or whatever, you know, some people are allowed in, or hopefully. Yeah, um, because I, I mentioned very briefly just before we finish is that um, I myself have never been to a, a Premier 15s game at all. Really? Yeah, no joke. Really? Uh -huh. Oh, wow. Okay. So this this is why I'm I wanted to do it, you know, um, to come yeah. down to watch yourself play with with Quinns and with, with the other girls as well. Go down to an extra game, go down to a Saracens game, pretty much everybody, and just you know experience it all. Because I'm I'm yeah. sure it'll be so like really really cool and really awesome. So yeah, um, wow, yeah, brilliant. Well, hopefully you can before the end of the season. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your night and, um, good luck with the six nations. Um, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, I'm actually going to be watching the game on Saturday, um, the England Scotland game and then the France and Wales game, which is on later that night as well. So, yeah. um, definitely watching those two. So, um, uh, but yeah, very best of luck and, uh, I'll be looking forward to having you on again in the near future alongside nice. your sister hopefully as well yeah, <laughs> but um yeah thank you so much thank you okay see you soon bye